talking, and this is it. This is chapter 22 of Revelation. This is the curtain call. This is the last chapter of the book of Revelation, and we are ending the 22 or 23-week series when we started this today. Isn't that amazing? But before we jump into that, how many just want to give a shout-out to every father here? Let's do that. If If you're a dad, stand up. If you're a dad, stand to your feet. Come on, let's give him a big God bless you. Amen. Well, this is, again, you can be seated. This is uh, our last one in Revelation. We made it. We did it together, and uh, which is kind of cool. I really forgot about the anniversary of, of the yucky stuff for me, so it's kind of cool to be through Revelation and today ending on that. But we, we left off last week. If you remember, we talked about a new heavens and a new earth and a brand new city, uh, Jerusalem recreated, and John saw that coming down from heaven down to the new earth, and it was huge. Remember, we talked about it was square from you know Florida to Maine square, you know, 14, 1500 miles square. It's just ginormous. So it's big. And then, you know, and that brings up, you know, sometimes because we have minds that are, we can only do so much. Isn't that true? Our minds just, you know, sometimes you ever been on overload? I can't take anymore. It, is, it seems to be a well-known fact that most men are not multitaskers and women are seeming to be better at multitasking. I don't know if that's always true, but it is kind of in my, you know, sometimes I'm watching, if I'm watching a sports game or something, I could be talking, I suppose, to Kim, but I don't know what she really asked me. You know, or the kids can come up, yeah, no, yeah, that's great, that's great. Because, Dad, can we play in the street and roll around? Yeah, it's great. You have a good time with that. That'd be right. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes we get to where our, our minds are, we have definite spaces. Isn't it amazing that there is no, there, you cannot box in God. There is nothing that is past his, his anything he can do. I mean, God is, is endless. He is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. He is the first and the last. You know, you don't define God. God defines everything else. But this today, being the 22nd chapter, I want us just to kind of take a moment. And, and, and if we could, the movie picture in our mind, sometimes if I were to tell you Christmas tree, you immediately would think of, of a Christmas tree and whatever would be your favorite one. Or some of you might have the Charlie Brown one. I don't know. Some of you would have the one at, at, you know, at the Rockefeller Center. You might be thinking that you know, grand tree. You know, but you would have a picture in your mind. Let's take a second and just try to picture, if we could, some of what we've described in these last few weeks of that city with gold streets and huge pearls and, and, and that squ- how square and how beautiful that would be. Revelation 22, 1 and 2 says, The angel showed me the river with the water of life, clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. It flowed down the center of the main street. On each side of the river grew a tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit with fresh crop each month. The leaves were used for medicine to heal the nations. So right in the heart of the city, there's the river flowing down the middle of the main road is the river of the water of life. I don't know if you like, do you like being somewhere where you're, you look out and you see water? 
When we go on vacation in Michigan, those cabins that you've heard me talk about, they sit right on the river. And then the river flows out, and the river this side goes out to a big lake that's 11 miles long. I mean, so that's, that's pretty huge. If you follow the river another way, it goes to Burt Lake, which is another lake. One is Mullet, one is Burt, and this one is huge as well. But there's something about looking out at the water. I remember my sister and, and me and Sam uh, were sitting out. And I, I don't know who all was with us at the time, but I know at least Kim and Sam were there. Kim, my sister Kim, my wife's name Kim too, so that, don't get them confused. Kim 1 and Kim 2. Kim 2 was with me. <laughs> but we sat on the dock, and the moon had come up, and, and it just shined and sparkled off the water. And we were catching catfish and laughing and having all kinds of fun. And, uh, and the northern lights took off. And I'll never forget those moments of sitting on that dock. And we were, I, I remember looking at my son and at my sister and, and myself. Our mouths were just open in the awe of God. They were just flashing and going off, and you could see it on the water. It was almost like God showing fireworks, and we weren't at Disney World to see them. I mean, they weren't going, but it was just so peaceful and beautiful. That's some of this picture of, of this city with this river that is just crystal clear. Today's side, people don't respect land and water too much. You'll see people empty their ashtrays out or flick their cigarette butts or Whatever I get convicted if I spit my gum out. Does anybody else? It bothers me. I had to go back and try to find it once. I'm like, really, Holy Spirit? One, one day we're going down the road. Now, see, I'm a dude, so I'm thinking I had a toothpick because Kim and I had been out to eat, and I had a toothpick, and I took the toothpick, and I flicked the toothpick out the window, and she said, honey, that's littering. I said, no, it's not. It's a stick. It's a piece of wood. It's part of nature. I didn't get an amen for that, but she said it wasn't. It just is not good. You don't, you don't, you know, but I get it. And what happens is what she's just saying is just respect the Lord. Respect what he's done. That's why sometimes, you know, people are like, oh, why, why is it important? And we have people, I didn't even tell him to do it. Rick is here. Rick will go around the building. He's part of Tom's crew, and he'll just pick up litter. I didn't tell him to do it, but it's God's house. And so he does it because that's, that's part of what's inside of We live in a generation now where it just seems like sometimes people just don't respect. They'll leave their sack lunches of meals they ate. They just put it on the ground. It's, it's sad. But this one in the river of life, crystal clear. Have you ever seen crystal clear water? As a boy, I was an Eagle Scout from Boy Scouts. We went to Maine and canoed whitewater and went up there. But I remember going across, I don't know what lake it was, but I know the guide, had he had told us we could take our cups. I remember having a plastic cup that had a big little loop handle on it and I, I took a, a shoestring and I tied it to my pack. My pack was in front of me on the canoe and I could untie that uh, shoestring and I could take my cup and I could just run it beside the canoe and drink the water. I, I mean, it was like to me, you'd see that in the movies, but you couldn't almost never do that now because you'd be like, oh, I don't know what's in that. Oh, that'd be nasty. 
but it was so clear. I never got sick. I remember drinking it, and it was it, part of it in one lake. It was so cold, but I was like, I, I just, I don't know, felt like I was a cowboy or something, although I was in a canoe, not on a horse, but I, I was really liking all that. But the source of this river, now think about this, is the throne of God. That's the source of where this water, its source is the throne of God. I'm going to say this, and, and you might want to jot this down. When the source is pure, the river is pure. What is pure, that's what pure gives out pure things. Everybody knows that water is necessary for life. Your body is made up a good percentage of, of water. So we need water. Water's good. If you know somebody, I don't know if I need water. Don't drink anything for a while. We need liquid of some kind. Some people they, they get their water in Pepsi. I don't think that's a great idea. But you need liquid. Your body needs that. Remember the woman at the well who ran to Jesus. She had water to drink, and it kept her alive, but it didn't fully satisfy. Jesus, as you know, read her mail, and, and the story goes on. But he offered her living water. And then he calls this to anybody that's thirsty. He boldly offers, if anybody comes to him, they can find rivers of living water. The Bible talks about God's spirit and rivers of living water being in you. Do you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? The Bible says that's the Holy Spirit. In the great city, the eternal Jerusalem, the main river flows with the water of life. So I had to ask myself, does that mean the Holy Spirit is in that? Let me ask you, what do you think? Again, what is pure releases pure. All I know is this. The more I think and talk about the river of life or the things of God, the more thirsty I get. Have you ever just had a craving for something and you just need that, whatever that is? You can have something else, but it's got to be that to meet that craving. You know what I'm saying? Some of you are looking at me like, okay. How many here like chocolate? Dark chocolate, milk chocolate, just like candy. How many just don't care, just give it to me? All right, there we go. <laughs> Sometimes you ever just, you, you eat something and you're like, oh man, I just need something sweet or a cup of coffee with that. And then, you know, it's just, and, and you could, oh, here, I didn't get that. But it's when you finally get what you want, it's all of a sudden, boy, does that hit the, yeah, yeah. Think about what God has put in there. We talked last week about God. Is, there's a spot in every person that can only be filled by God. You can try to put a lot of stuff in there, but it's not going to work. It will be temporary. Revelation 22.2, it flowed down the center of the main street. On each side of the river grew a tree of life bearing 12 crops of fruit with a fresh crop each month. The leaves were used as the medicine to heal the nations. Kind of cool that the church's address is Main Street. Just a side note. Just thought that was pretty neat. But we've heard about this tree before. It brings us right back really to the Garden of Eden. The description here is either a bunch of trees on either side or of the river or one tree that spans the river. I mean... They're, they're uh, scholars that some say one, some say the other. So, you know, either way, the roots get their nutrients 
Come on, from the water of life that flows from the throne that's pure. Now, I like fresh fruit. Anybody in here like fresh fruit? There's something about fresh fruit that's really good. I like a a crisp, juicy apple. I I don't like a mushy apple. Some apples look good, and you bite into them, and you're like, "Mm, it's not getting it. But I like apples that have a crisp, and for me anyway, my taste, I like like juicy. I like a little bit of tartness. I like crisp. Uh, I like, and this is going to sound goofy, but now is, I think, the season. How many like a real messy peach? You ever have those peaches that, I mean, you need a bib to eat them with? Probably not a good idea to eat that in the car or to eat it with people that you don't know (laughs) because it's not going to be pretty. But they're just, you know, so, so good. Or, uh, uh, I don't know how God does. Bananas are just really cool, I think. Bananas are, if they're just right, they're just, that's a great fruit. How about just fresh, uh, like crisp with a little bit of a snap of grape? You know, they're just, they're not mushy, but they just, boy, oh, those are, I used to call those as a kid power pills. I may, oh, I got to have me some power pills. And I like the green ones, and then I like the red ones and all of that. And uh, so I love fruit, but uh, it's good eating for sure. But the tree of life has 12 crops. Could be 12 different fruit off the same tree. I mean, think about it. I mean, could God do that? I mean, we have, this is an apple orchard, or this is the peach, and this is this, and this is that. But, I mean, God is God. He could have a tree, that this tree could have all these fruit on the same tree. But it produces faithful each month. And the word healing here means life-giving, energizing, invigorating. And I don't know how God does what he does. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not him, but I trust him in that. You see, I don't have to worry about doing. That's his job. But I, I don't know that he just makes a magic tree and, and forgets all the things that he's done before. I, I, I think that he, he created it and, and it did what he, he does everything else. I don't know how all of that. So if you have questions like that, you know what? I just know it's there because the Bible says it's there. And that's what's important. It's there and there's a purpose and and why. It's the new heavens after all. So, I mean, it would just be amazing. So in my mind, as I'm trying to picture some of this stuff, I mean, just think of the leaves that are healing for the nations. Revelation 22.3 says, No longer will there be a curse upon anything, for the throne of God and the Lamb will be there, and his servants will worship him. Now, I want you to think about that. The curse. Remember the curse in the beginning? It's gone. The results of sin. Genesis 3, the curse, the cause of frustration. The reason why it seems that something is always going wrong. When's the other shoe going to drop? It always happens to me. Poor, poor Charlie Brown. It's gone. The thorns and weeds, the bugs, cicadas, gone. Have you ever had those days where it just seems like, I mean, and I'm not saying, but nothing is going your way? It's gone. I, of all the things to do in life, there's a lot of things you can do as a career. I, I have respect for the plumber. Have you ever, I have never worked on anything plumbing and made one trip to the store. I cannot think of a time that I'm like, I'm going to take this pipe off and all it needs is one of these doohickeys that goes like this. That's perfect. I go there and I pull that off and find out that that pipe underneath the doohickey's rotten. 
I got to go back to the store. Or something's wrong. It didn't fit. You need this new fitting. You need that. I don't know how they do it. But the curse is gone. The curse is the reason that so many things seem to go wrong. The reason things are frustrating. When Adam sinned, that's when all this happened, remember? One thing that happens, though, as we've walked in this life, if I've learned anything, I've learned that the harder I lean on God, the more I can depend on him. This last year has been a total leaning year for me. My wife can tell you, I mean, I'm, I'm not on any medication now, which the doctor said that's amazing. Uh, and so now, you know, during this whole year, I've, I've found some weight that I lost, so I have to lose it again. He didn't ask me to do that, but I'm going to do that. But that's fine. What I'm, I'm just telling you, I've, I've had to lean on God. They, they tried different medications and... When you're so used to feeling good and then you don't feel good, you know you don't feel good. And then you're taking something and you're not used to taking anything and it's doing funny things inside you. It's not a good feeling. And I cannot tell you how many nights that I I feel like I went to bed and while the enemy bombarded my mind, you will not wake up from this. She will find you here in the morning. You will never see your children or grandchildren again. Boom, 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 boom. You know, and I would just have to say, okay, God, by your stripes, I am healed. That is not you talking to me. Because the war is on. Whether you want to fight or not, it's going to still happen. Lay down and roll over, really not an option. Finding Jesus, leaning on him, Brings back hope. The wonderful thing about heaven that's coming, think about this, no more tears. You might be saying, you know, Brett, I am on so many kinds of medication right now, I can't even begin to tell you. And this one, and this one, and if you take these wrong, this interacts with this. Have you seen commercials lately? They have all these commercials, and the people on the commercials look like they're happy. Oh, take, you know... I don't know what it's called, but I'll just make up some. Take this Kool-Aid. But this could cause death. Could make you stop breathing. Check with your doctor before you stop breathing. I mean, but somebody in the background is talking. Taking this Kool-Aid will help you stop breathing. You know, and you look at it and you're thinking, what? In this new heaven, no medication. No more need for it. No more tears, no more pain, no more death. A perfect place. Revelation 22, 4 and 5 says, And they will see his face, and his name will be written on their foreheads, and there will be no night there. No need for lamps or sun, for the Lord God will shine on them, and they will reign forever and ever. What a city! Now, it's not done yet. It's not over. The tour is not quite finished. The angel who's been our guide speaks up, and this is what he says in 22.6. The angel said to me, everything you've heard and seen is trustworthy and true. The Lord God who inspires his prophets has sent his angel to tell his servants what will happen soon. So he's telling you, hang on. There's more to be said, but he's got us to this point. This city's amazing. 
everything that we've struggled with, gone. We made the city. We've talked, remember, we talked about the two judgments. We talked about the Bema judgment. That's the judgment for believers. It's what they did with what God gave them. They've already made heaven. That's not a question. It's just, you know, what'd you do with what I gave you and all that stuff. Then the great white throne judgment, that's the judgment for all the other people that are not believers. So this is already the new heavens, new city. This is, we're, we're past that part. We are, we've made that. So this is awesome. But Jesus then, after this angel says, hang on. Then, you know, that's just like, oh, hey, hey, I can't really say, he's, hey, you want to come and say it? And Jesus just says, I, I got something to say. How many knows when Jesus says, I got something to say, people going to listen? So he comes in in 22.7, he says, look, I am coming soon. Blessed are those who obey the words of prophecy written in this book. So the book began with blessing. It began with anyone who reads it. Now he's saying this is also for those who keep it, hold on to it, believe it, and don't forget it. It's important that you know the things of God are important for you to remember. So many things in life are you can, you can take them as teaching, learning. If you learn, you know, some things that have happened to you that have not been good, God doesn't do bad things to you. You just need to know that. See, if you believe God does bad things to you, you're going to have a hard time believing for healing and everything else. God does not put sickness on you. That comes from the enemy. You need to understand the basis of that. <laughs> but the things that, you know, say life happens and you walk through those and you lean on God and all of that, I get it. You learn from that, don't you? Back in, in the day when my kids were little, Mal was just, she was going to be a teenager. Now, I'm protective of my children, especially my girls. And Justin could tell you that. But Justin, I didn't scare him off. There were some that I did. There were some that left very fortunate for them in one piece. Because Mal was like drawing them. <laughs> because she's like her mother. She just like, I mean, she walks in the room and then, oh, oh, yep, she's pretty. So anyway, when she was just turning a teenager, I wanted to give her, and then back in the day, if you remember, they called them promise rings. And so, you know, it was the idea of being father, uh, you know, for fathers. You'd take your daughter out, and you'd give her, you know, and so we, I got her a promise ring. And the promise was for her and me and, uh, to make this agreement that she would keep herself pure and keep herself um, holy and pure and, and not uh, do anything that would be outside of the... She wouldn't have sex. <laughs> Just... Okay. <laughs> the people... Kim's back there. Help me, Jesus. She's back there praying and fasting. Father, I just pray. Help him, Jesus. Ooh. You know, I mean, she just... She's going to stay on God's side of the fence. You know what I'm saying? She's, you know, and, and that we, you know, we would... 
help in that area of just saying, you know, here's what God's saying. And so we made a big deal, took her out for a date. And, we, and even before I ever did the ring, we had a lot of daddy-daughter dates. I, I still do that with Maddie. Uh, and Maddie's 25, and, and Maddie got a ring as well when she was that age, okay? So, but, but it, it was just that, that learning, that heritage, that passing of what is important. Now, my boys, my boys are like, I don't know, stinking ring. <laughs> you know, they, they're like, I don't want a ring. And so I'm like, okay, well, what would you like? So I went to the Lord and said, Lord, I, they don't want a ring. And, uh, and he said, a sword. And I said, sweet. <laughs> so I went to Zach, because he was the first. I said, hey, I want to get you a sword. You get to pick it out. And he goes, I get to pick it out? And he's like, I said, you get to pick it out. So he picked out. It's actually a, he still has it to this day, uh, um, a military um, marine sword, shiny silver with big, it's beautiful. He said, that's what I want. I said, okay. Sam, when it was his turn, he picked out Gandalf sword from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> that thing is like, <laughs> but that's what they wanted. <laughs> so when I, when I went and I took them out, we, we had that same talk, guy version. But what I said to them was, this sword represents the word of God. Represents me as your father passing something to you. What's important. We need to understand when God is talking about revelation, he's talking, he's saying, I want you to pay attention. Remember we've even talked where they said, you need to, he was telling, they, they told John, write down, you need to write this down, this is going to be important. And so there's so many things that Jesus is saying, look, I want you to pay attention. I'm coming soon, and I want you to hold on to this. I want you to keep it. See, because we try to tell our kids, now we can't live our life for our kids, but we're trying to implement, we're trying to, to show them, look, this is so important. And if you cross that line, I'm still going to be here, but there are consequences, Revelation 22, 8, 9, I, John, am the one who heard and saw all these things. And when I heard and saw them, I fell down and worshiped at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. But he said, don't worship me. I'm a servant of God, just like you and your brothers, the prophets, as well as all who obey what is written in this book. Worship only God. You see, we have to get this right. There is only, come on, somebody, there's only one to be worshiped. There is no idol. There is no stuff. There is no other person. The only one that you need to worship is Jesus Christ. And the world is trying to tell us not to do that. If you've watched the world lately, it's not getting better. Now we are, you, you should be able to differentiate the, the church from the world. If your church is no different than the world, you need to find another church. Now, I'm not trying to make anybody mad, but we don't need to be the world. We have enough of the world. We need what the word says. We need that line defined. And it doesn't mean we can't love people that don't make that choice. We still love them. I just don't agree with it. Listen how quiet it is. We need, you know what the world needs? The world needs active people that love Jesus and have the fruit of what we're talking about. Not shoved down their throat, not religion, but fruit from living God's way. 
22.10 says he instructed me, do not seal up the prophetic words in this book, for the time is near. So what it's saying is don't forget Revelation. Don't keep it from the people. When God told me to do this, I thought I was only going to do this like three or four weeks and just do a synopsis of the whole thing. And he said, no, every chapter, do the whole book. But we need to know this book. At least, at least now you have some idea of what is going on. But we need to know the reality of eternity, that eternity is coming to everyone. And the weight that that carries. You know, the enemy, any time that we do, there's so many things. There's, my mind is just like, okay, God, how, I, I only have so much time. But, you know, we sing songs even in the church. The enemy tries to come in the church. We sing songs, and, and that's all good. And, and the Bible talks about, you know, we think worship God is just when we sing a slow song. That's when we worship God. Did you know you worship God in, in how you live? That's how you worship God? Yeah, we worship him in slow songs, but we worship him in fast ones, too. No, Brett, those are praise. Okay. I'm good with that. But we worship him in how we handle each other, how we handle people, situations, how we handle life. The Bible is a true account of everything. And I remember talking to, to my father-in-law, who's in heaven with Jesus now. I remember we were talking about the book of Job. You remember the book of Job? There are people that say, no, that's J-O-B, and I don't need that. You know, people, I can't find work. Really? Today you can't find work? Every place is hiring today. But we base songs on, on what, you know, oh, he gives and takes away. So then people base their faith on God giving and taking away. Did you know that's not God? That was Job's perception. And it's written in the book. So his perception of what Job said is in the book. And that's true. It's in the book. But that's not God. That's how that works. You have to know the book. And we base everything on, on something, somebody's perception. Let's look at the word and get God's perception on it. I, 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 there's so many things that God is he's wanting to do. And this church is moving into healing in a dynamic direction. And so you know how the enemy is attacking me with stuff. Months ago, I don't know even what happened. I got up and I've had some trouble with my right foot. And it, it just burns on the inside of, by my ankle. But you know what? It's healed. You might say, does it still burn? Doesn't matter if it still burns. Because I had to get to a, a resolve, it's healed. You need to listen to what I'm saying. Jesus defined our faith many times, and he used my wife not long ago to help define mine. So if you're sitting here thinking, well, of course, you're the pastor. You're the teacher's pet. <laughs> he doesn't treat me special. I just believe what he says, but then I still struggle. I told her the other day, I said, I called uh, our family doctor and said, this, you know, it was hurting. I'm tired of it hurting. I've done everything I know how to do. I think 
How many times have you ever thought you were in faith and maybe you weren't? I'm just being honest. And he said, okay, I'm going to refer you to an orthopedic specialist. Now, I'm not against doctors, so I'm not here to condemn you if you're going to a doctor. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking for me. Okay? So I told PK, I said, look, I'm, I called the doctor. He's going to send me to an orthopedic specialist. They're going to call. And she said, this is what she said. You know my wife, who's not passionate about anything, who's very not animated in any way, shape, or form. She was sweeping the deck, and she said, oh, okay, well, I guess you just defined your faith. Yeah, she's, she's back there. I didn't, I didn't say that. Okay. She didn't say it like that. And I'm just saying my hearing, she probably didn't, but my hearing, because, you know, sometimes when, you know, you don't mess with a hurt dog because he'll bite you because he's what? He's hurt. So he's irritated. She's, she treats me really well, and she, she probably didn't say that. But it, what, what I'm saying is, that made me think. And so for myself, I got flooded from the enemy on all kinds of things. How are you going to pray for people and God going to heal them? You can't even do no, 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 no. Can you imagine? And so I, I had this battle going on. And so I'm like, okay. So I went to battle and said, all right, Lord, I'm going to get to the bottom of this of what needs to happen. So in a long, to make this, and I'll condense it really quick, I called and I had to, and the Lord, I, I felt the Lord say, you need to call and tell the, whoever the nurse was or whatever that you're canceling it. She's going to ask you why. And I'm going to say, and I'm not going to tell her. <laughs> and he said, no, you're going to tell her why. And I said, okay. So I called and I was like, please be the answering machine. Please be the answering machine. <laughs> You know, any other time you'd call, we are, <laughs> all our callers are busy. And you, <laughs> but no, she answered, hello, how can I help you? I said, I, I just called a few minutes ago, made the appointment, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I want to cancel that. Cancel that? Well, why do you want to cancel that? <laughs> Sir, are you still there? <laughs> why do you want to cancel that? I said, well, I don't, want to see any, I don't want to see another doctor. She goes, oh, okay. And I said, I'll tell you why. Because I'm believing that this is already healed. I need God. He's taking care of this. She goes, okay. And I said, and so that's why. I, I called, and I need to retract it. I, I'm just going to call it done. It's already healed. He's taking care of this. Okay, well, all right, you have a good day. I said, okay. And then I invited her to church. <laughs> I said, come and see Bob Smiley and, you know, and all that stuff. But anyway, I hung up the phone. And, and as soon as I hung up the phone, well, I act like I'm hanging up the phone. Boop. <gasps> the enemy says, idiot, now you're in for it. And God said, nope. And I immediately retracted and said, you know, Peter says in 224 about being healed. 
Isaiah talks about being healed. No, God, it's done. According to you, it's done. And so immediately, now listen to me, immediately, my foot started feeling different. And I'm believing God. Now you could say, well, do you still have pain? It really doesn't matter because it's not about what I feel or what I think. It's about, well, lining up with this. And so that's what I'm doing. And that's what I'm believing. And uh, I've actually, it has been better in the last two days than it's been for several days before that. And I thank the Lord for that. Because why? Because it's healed. I don't know why I felt like I was supposed to tell you that story, but remember um, that, listen to this. This will make you think, and we'll finish this out. I know it's 20 to 12. 22 11, let one who is doing them harm continue to do harm. Let the one who is vile continue to be vile. Let the one who is righteous continue to live righteously. Let the one who is holy continue to be holy. You read that, and it starts, you you start thinking, okay, that's going to make me think. But here's what God is saying. As long as the earth remains, there's seed time and harvest. Sowing and reaping. Payday is coming. The people that don't want to follow God, the people that blaspheme God, the people that will not do anything God says, there is a payday coming. God will judge in the end. He is fair and just. Nobody is able to argue that fact. And what happens in this world, they, we, we tend to make our own bed, don't we? We make our own bed and we lie in it, so to speak. We choose, we decide, or what we won't choose, we decide by our, our not choosing. We play out our own fate because we will not rely on the Lord. We will not obey. There are those that just will not. We've read it over and over again in this book where time and time again God is saying, here is the way. And people are like, I don't want any part of that. Our world right now is getting to the point where, it, again, it's not getting better, it is getting worse in ways. We, we have to be that defining person. There, there, listen to what I'm saying. There's going to be people that need to know who really follows Jesus. And you don't have to be weird to do it. In that, I mean, sometimes I, I don't want to, you know. I've had people that I've prayed for them and they're like, I don't want to fall down. I don't care if you fall down or not. I really don't. I'm not going to push you down. I mean, this isn't karate class. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go, then you're going to need a headache, you know, or aspirin or something. I'm not going to do that. You know, if, if you have, if God wants to put you on the ground, let God put you on the ground. I don't care. What I'm saying is we have to follow God. We have to be the people that, do you know that when you go, you take him with you? If you are inhabiting God, you are taking him with you. People that don't know Jesus need to see Jesus in you. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. And you might have to use words. But he's looking for you and me, for people to be real people. And just love people. Do not mean you... You accept everything they do is right. They're going to have to live by that choice. But we still have to show them the right way. Somebody has to tell them. Jesus, it's almost as like Jesus grabs the pen and he writes this down just for us. 
22, 12, and 13. Look, I'm coming soon, bringing my reward with me to repay all people according to their deeds. I am the Alpha, the Omega, the first, the last, the beginning, and the end. He's making no bones about it. I'm God. I'm coming back, and I'm coming back to get my kids. You need to be ready, and I'm saying this for you. I need to give you hope. He says, watch for his coming and the reward he brings. And you and I, whether you want to admit it or not, we are wired for reward. We like reward. When I was a kid growing up, what I, I wanted, to, I wanted my, my folks to see me score a touchdown or do whatever. I wanted them to see me do well so they would say, we're proud of you. Revelation twenty two fourteen. 14, blessed are those who wash their robes. They'll be permitted to enter through the gates of the city and eat the fruit from the tree of life. You see, it's not about our righteousness. It's about his. We, we need to be washed with Jesus, his righteousness. Outside are the dogs. In the Bible, in the city, outside, you know, the dogs refer to legalists, self-righteous, judgmental, Christian hypocrites, druggies, witches, the sexually immoral, murderers, idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. Stuff that's not in the Bible. 22.15 says, outside the city are dogs, and it says all of that. The sorcerers, the sexually immoral, murderers, idol worshipers, and all who love and live a lie. And it's as if Jesus signed this. It came from his desk and signed it personally. 16 of this chapter says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this message for the churches. I am both the source of David and the heir to his throne. I am the bright morning star. And another speaks up the Holy Spirit along with the bride. That's every believer together. The invitation is given to anyone and everyone who reads this. 17 says, the spirit and the bride say, Come. Everyone who hears this say, come, let anyone who is thirsty come. Let anyone who desires to drink freely from the water of life. Anybody who's thirsty longs for the water of life. It's free. Jesus already paid it. If you need Jesus, this call is for you. What's amazing is, is the price that he paid. Everything is encompassed in that, and we still think we have to work or earn our way. He's already made that happen. Now, my family's been to Disney about 12 times or so since my kids were small. And I don't agree with everything Disney does. So before you get all, I had a lady, she's all upset because we had been to Disney. And she's giving me all hard time about Disney. Disney, Disney, Disney. Disney is Satan and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, and I, the whole time she's done, I, I finally said, ma'am, are, are, are you finished? She said, yeah. And I said, your shirt. What about it? I said, it's Winnie the Pooh. That's Disney. <gasps> I believe the original concept of Disney was good. Do I agree with everything they do now? I do not. I believe the intent was for, to bring joy and laughter for the people that need it most. When I'd see my kids, and even as adults, when we'd see fireworks there, they are amazing. And I'd see them laugh and play. I can still see Zach as a little boy on Main Street with his uh, Peter Pan outfit on, shadow fighting pirates or whatever, waiting on us to finally go back to the hotel or whatever. And he was just so happy. I think that's what heaven is going to be. There's just not going to be a care. We're just going to be so happy. 
When something touches you and leaves that lasting memory, you, ever, you, you all have times where you can remember that specific moment, something happened, and you go, I'll never forget that for the rest of my life. I have so many of those. I, I told you last week when uh, Kim came down the aisle and Charles walked her down, I'll never forget that moment. I'll never forget the moment that I danced with Mallory at her wedding, and we were dancing uh, to the song Somewhere Over the Rainbow, and she whispered in my ear, Daddy, you're my hero. I just lost it. I'll never forget that moment. When something touches you, it marks you, and you're never the same. And you want others to have that experience as well. I want you to be in heaven. I want you to see what we've read about. I want us to meet, whether we meet at the east wall, let's meet at the tree. Let's find the tree with the river in the, in the, on Main Street. <laughs> it just sounds fun to say that. But this book ends with a warning, and so we're going to finish this. It says not to add or to take from it, not to add to it or take from it. 21, or 22, 18 through 21, I solemnly declare that to whoever hears the words of the prophecy written in this book, if anyone adds anything to what is written here, God will add to that person the plagues described in this book. If anyone removes any of the words from this book of prophecy, God will remove that person's share in the tree of life and the holy city that are described in this book. He who is the faithful witness to all these things say, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. May the grace of Lord Jesus be with God's holy people. And the chapter ends. So he he ends with just saying, everything about this is true. So don't try to change it. I'm going to have the worship team jump back up here real quick. And <laughs> I, can, I can only imagine, and this is how this is going to, we're going to do this altar call. We're going to do one song. And then we're going to switch uh, the cameras off. We're going to wish everybody that's watching us online uh, be blessed. And we, you know, we'll see you next week. And then anybody that wants to remain, obviously, for prayer can, can do that. I, I, talked, I talked with Pastor last night, and he asked me how it was going. I said, well, tomorrow's 22 he said, I have never done the whole book. I said, me neither. I said, but I'm really glad I did. I said, in the beginning, I really didn't want to. I didn't know how it would go. I, I, I hope that you got a lot out of it. I, I did. But the most important thing is in this whole series, we saw people, I could see their mindset starting to understand. I could see some changes. I could see, we, we've seen several people come to Jesus. People online have come to Jesus. We've seen, now, in the last few weeks, we've seen several people get healed. That's what this book's about. From Genesis to Revelation, it's about getting with God and doing it His way. Would you close your eyes and bow your heads, please? If you're here,